the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. What are the benefits of meditating on the word of God? Some of y'all, some of y'all read the Word of God, but you don't meditate on the Word of God. You say, Pastor, how do you get these insights? How, 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 come, I, how come I can't see what you're seeing? I didn't get all that when I was reading. I can tell you why you didn't get it. It's because you're moving too fast. You're in a rush. Slow down. Linger over the passage, mull over the passage, chew over the passage, turn the passage over, and God begin to, to dispense truths that's been there all along, and you just say, oh, my God. You have one of those, oh, my God moments. The verse has been there all that time, and you just came to light on the issue. The saddest thing about the Scripture is that we can get so familiar with the Scripture that it no longer speaks to us. You know John 3.16 so well until John 3.16 can't tell you nothing else. There's a danger, there's an inherent danger in familiarity. What are the benefits of meditating on the word of God? A, when you give priority to God's word, you demonstrate that you love it. When it's priority, you demonstrate that you love it. Uh, Verse 97 says, oh, How I love your law. How I love your law. Do you love the word of God more than money? Do you love the word of God more than restaurants and and entertainment and sports and and music and concerts and movie and videos? B, meditating on the word of God makes you wiser than your enemies. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I want to be wiser than my enemies. And you know, when you're wiser than your enemy... You make moves that they don't understand. That's right. Verse 98 says, you through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. Now, when your enemy is wiser than you, you in big time trouble. And you say, my en- all of us have enemies. Don't you fool yourself. You got some open enemies. You got some quiet enemies. You got, you got some enemies in your family. 
You don't look for to find it. They're around you. God opened your eyes to what people are up to. And God let you see the unseen and God prepares you and he shows you what to do. And did it happen just like he told you, but you're prepared for it. And you you confound them because God had you ahead of their move. And they couldn't get you like they wanted to get you. And they thought they were hurting you, but they end up helping you. <laughs> you through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. See, meditating on God's word makes you wiser than secular teachers who do not know the Lord. It makes you wiser than secular teachers. Do you realize a fourth grade student can be wiser than his or her teacher because they're in Sunday school, they have a precept that you're teaching them at home, and they know more than the person with a bachelor, a master's, a PhD. Verse 99 says, I have more understanding than all my teachers. How do you get that kind of understanding? Listen, hold it now. You got to be wise in what you say and what not to say. And just because you have more understanding because you're in the Word there or not, don't mean you to go in that class at a university and tie it up. Talking about Pastor Draper told me you wrong. (laughs) He get that. The power is in his or her pen, too. Okay. So <laughs> you use some good stuff. Be quiet. Know how to speak. Know what to say. But don't compromise truth. Okay? God will show you how to work around, wrap around. He'll show you how to navigate. And he'll show you how to do that paper in such a way that they can't touch that paper. I have more understanding then all my teachers, all your teachers with PhDs? Listen, many teachers have degrees in their academic discipline without wisdom from God. This is why so many students leave universities more confused because of being indoctrinated in unbiblical ideologies, unbiblical secularism. They become indoctrinated in the school you pay to send them all that money. And you paying for it to educate them foolishly, foolishly. You, you educate and, the, and, the, and, and, and they learn math, but they get the propaganda plus the math. Huh? Uh, they, learn, they, uh, they learn English, but they get Marxism with it. Huh? Uh, they learn biology and science, but they get human, re- human reasoning with it. They learn computer, but they get atheism with it. Huh? They learn um, IT, uh, technology, but they get relativism with it. No, everything's relevant. Uh, There's no right or wrong. Therefore, allow no one to deceive you away from the truth of God's word. That's why it's hard to get young folk to come back. Once they've been, you know why they get so indoctrinated cat away? Because you didn't teach them at home. You get one shot at your children while they're growing up. You say, I'm tired. Bring them to youth ministry. Let them say speeches for Christmas and let them say speeches for, for Resurrection Sunday. Get them to Mo Ranch and invest in them. Put them in the choir. Get them usher. Put them in a young adult ministry. Get, get them engaged. Expect them to come. You get up. You eating at this house. You get up 
And you come in to check. You may not be on drugs, but I'm going to drag you to church. But you better indoctrinate your children. D, meditating on God's word keeps you from negative, from a negative mindset. Meditating on God's word keeps you from a negative mindset. Philippians 2, 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Beloved, meditating on the word of God will not allow you to possess a negative spirit. Meditating on the word of God will not allow you to have or possess a negative spirit. It keeps that kind of spirit away from you. Negativity doesn't come out of your mouth. E, meditating on God's word guards your thought life. Meditating on God's word guards your thought life. Philippians 4, 8, which says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. When you meditate on the right thing, God protects your mind. He, he shields your mind. He guards your mind. Right, and he insulates your mind from the intrusion of satanic thoughts and satanic strategies. Some of you spend more time on that which is evil and wicked and diabolical, so you open your mind up to all kind of satanic activity. Number 11, when it comes to being in the presence of the Lord, God Almighty, be mindful The Lord is not restricted or bound by time, circumstances, or location. When it comes to being in the presence of God, be mindful. The Lord is not restricted or bound by time, circumstances, or location. John 4, 20, 21, and verse 24 says, Our fathers worship on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, Believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, the Samaritan woman spoke to Jesus saying that her ancestors worshiped on this mountain. And she said, you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. But Jesus responded to her, by telling her that worship is not restricted to a certain location. True worship can occur anywhere because God is spirit, which means he is everywhere present. Verse 24 says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Notice that Jesus did not designate a specific location for worship here. Therefore, refuse to grieve the Holy Spirit by attempting to restrict him to only a specific place of worship and rest. The Holy Spirit may usher you into his presence in the parking lot while you're waiting on your wife or your husband and watching. Instead of watching your watch, why don't you look at the Bible? You can worship in the parking lot. You can worship in an office. You can worship in the waiting room. Oh, those are great places. I pull out my Bible. I was at a car wash uh, one day. I had my Bible open. This general walked by. He said, can you give me a word today from that book that you're reading? Never would have had that opportunity had I not had my Bible open. You can worship God 
in the airport, uh, in traffic. Now, now, why, now why are you driving now? You know, not why are you driving. But, but maybe you, 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 you're a passenger. <laughs> and, and that way you're not critiquing the driver because you, you read the Bible. You know, you're, you're, why don't you go this way? Why don't you go that way? Can't you see that car out there? All of a sudden, everybody wants to drive. But you, you drive. Read your Bible. Two front seat drivers. All the kids in the back want to drive. What was teaching my children how to drive? I was a nervous wreck. I thought I was going to half kill them. So I said, you know what? I'm sitting y'all. Y'all going to driving school. <laughs> we all in the car. They all want to tell me how to drive. And I always respond. I said, remember, I drove you home from the hospital when you couldn't talk. You can worship God in the chair. You can worship God in the bed. You can worship God on the back porch. You can worship God under a tree. In spirit and in truth, you can worship God. Number 12, be determined to be still in the presence of God's people and in the presence of the worship celebration. Be determined to be still in the worship celebration, especially when the word of God is being preached. If you have certain... If you have certain medical conditions beyond your control or you have young children, you need to sit near the back so as not to be a distraction during the worship celebration. We are live streaming, you know. Parents, you must be intentional about teaching your children to be still during the worship celebration to include making sure they address their restroom needs prior to entering the sanctuary. They, you know, if you, if they expect you to walk them out every time. There they go, right in the midst. They don't, they don't move during the music. They move during the invitation. They move in the middle of the sermon. I got to go. I got to go. Wait a minute. My mama and all of them told me, look, we go in this restroom right now. You go right now. You know, unless you got some kind of problem, you tell me about it. Because once we get in and sit down, we're not getting up 15 minutes later. You have to train a child up the way they should go. Right? Also refuse to hold private. Some of you older folk can get pretty bad too, you know. I'm talking about all, not just Mary and Alpha. I'm talking about out there virtually. You know, I'm talking about, I, I'm talking about all these other churches. I'm not talking about y'all. No, I'm, I'm playing. <laughs> no, I'm talking about y'all too. <laughs> just, had, just having a little fun. Also refuse to hold private chit-chat conversations with those seated around you in the midst of the worship celebration. Furthermore, do not fellowship outside the sanctuary while worship is going on inside. Get, you've got to go out, you get back in as fast as you can because you, you know you're going to miss something, you can't wait to get it, and so you don't linger outside just talking to your buddy. This is unacceptable before the Lord. Satan loves it when you can come to church only to miss what God wanted you to receive. It is possible to come to the Lord's house and not genuinely worship Christ. Then, my friends, for those of you who have medical conditions, for those of you whose medical condition will not permit you to worship in person, but you tune in to the broadcast via live stream, it is very important for you out there, when you're looking at the broadcast, to be still, sit down, 
pray and ask the Lord to speak to you through the broadcast. You must resist every attempt to be distracted in thoughts by multitasking and having conversations with others in your home during the worship celebration. It is highly possible to have the broadcast on and not genuinely worship the Lord. Psalms 46 says, be still. That means for you at home, you need to be still as well. In this brand new year, trust the Lord to change your circumstances. In this brand new year, trust the Lord to change your circumstances and release you to return to in-person worship. In closing, why is being still before the Lord so valuable? Why is being still before the Lord so valuable? Why is being still before the Lord so valuable? Being still before the Lord renews you spiritually. It brings about spiritual renewal. It refreshes you and it revives the heart. Psalms 85, 6 says, Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice with you? Only when we are still before the Lord will he bring about spiritual hunger and thirst for revival in our personal lives and family and church. The psalmist asked the Lord to revive him again because he sensed his spiritual fervor and zeal waning and declining. The Holy Spirit will convict you to cry out to God for revival, especially in a day when so many are in spiritual regression, apathetic, discontent, and even many in the Lord's house are content doing so little for Christ. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. My friend, there is no revival apart from obeying the criteria set forth in Second Chronicles 7.14. Listen, anger will not rule your life when you are still before the Lord. Anger will not rule your life when you are still before the Lord. Ecclesiastes 7.9 says, Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the hearts of fools. Believers who spend time in the presence of the Lord will seek his guidance. Believers who spend time in the presence of the Lord will allow tranquility to come into the heart. They will possess a spirit of calmness and exercise self-restraint. Those who live in a spirit of anger do not trust in the sovereignty of God, nor depend upon the Holy Spirit to control their lives. Listen, beloved, the Lord will remind you of your identity in Christ when you are still before the Lord. The Lord will remind you of your identity in Christ when you are still before the Lord. First Peter 2 9 says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special people, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Beloved, if no one else thinks you're special, God does. Did you hear what I said? If no one else thinks you're special, God does. You can have the best year ever if you focus on who you are in Christ. Allow me to minister to you now by reminding you of your identity in Christ. As believers, we are called. We're the call. We're saved. As believers, we're God's special people. That's who we are. As his people, we are his chosen people. 
We are a royal priesthood. As his people, we are a holy nation. That's our identity. Who are we? We are saints. Who are we? Children of God. Who are we? Salt. Who are we? Light. Who are we? God's gift to Christ. Who are we? We have freedom in Christ. Who are we? We are blessed in Christ. Who are we? We are reconciled to Christ. Who are we? We are God's love gift. Who are we? We are new creation. Who are we? We are forgiven. Who are we? We are adopted. Who are we? We are ambassadors. Who are we? We are the redeemed. Who are we? We are the accepted and the beloved. Who are we? We are more than conquerors through Christ. Who are we? We are washed. Who are we? We are sanctified. Who are we? We are justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Refuse to allow Satan, refuse to allow your family and people or anyone else to redefine you. Beloved, you can have the best year ever if you focus on who you are in Christ. Don't let anyone redefine you. Refuse to let anyone redefine you. Lastly, being still before the Lord keeps you on fire for Christ and prevents spiritual regression. Being still before the Lord keeps you on fire for Christ and prevents spiritual regression. Revelation 3.16 says, So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. A lukewarm person is one who is neither hot nor cold, but rather tepid, unenthusiastic. A lukewarm person is unconcerned, uninterested in the things of God. Many saints and churches alike have fallen into this spiritual condition during this pandemic. God has me here as his mouthpiece to tell those of you out there, whether social media whether you are at home or wherever you are or in person or back in the spirit center, wherever you are, if you're lukewarm, if you're apathetic, if you're unmotivated, you need to repent. You need to wake up. You need to rise up. You need to get on fire and be about the father's business right now. Romans 13, 11, 12, a says, and do this knowing the time that now it is hard time to awake out of sleep for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed the night is far spent the day is at hand with all the mutating viruses around us with all with all the sexual immorality around us with all the ungodliness around us the wickedness around us the rebellion around us with all the racial prejudice around us with all the scandals and schemes around us this is no time to be spiritually lethargic. This is no time to be spiritually lukewarm. This is no time to be slow. This is no time to be scared. This is no time to be living in a backslidden condition. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! I'm literally shaking you. I'm shaking you. I'm saying, wake up! Wake up! Wake up! This should be the church's 
greatest moment to shine for Christ. I reiterate, this should be the church's greatest moment to shine for Christ. And yet many saints have been loved to sleep. And it will be to your spiritual regret and perhaps even demise. And all God's children said, And Father, we thank you for your word. We love you. We bless you. Lord, I preached up a sweat because I love your people. I love your church. The days are too evil. Folk are suicidal. Folk are depressed. Many fearful. Many afraid. Many lack spiritual fervor and zeal. So many saints are lukewarm. So many pulpits are without a word from God. I pray in the name of Jesus that pastors will wake up, elders will wake up, deacons will wake up, leaders in the church would wake up, that the church would wake up, rise and shine and give you the glory, that we wake up and take our place because you're on your way back and we are going to answer to what you have called us to do. And for those who have been found faithful even to now, may you bless them in ways that they can't even describe. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, amen. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.